Hello, welcome back to Coffee with a Calvinist. This is a daily conversation about scripture, culture, and media from a Reformed perspective. Get your Bible and coffee ready and prepare to engage today's topic. Here's your host, Pastor Keith Foskey. Welcome back to Coffee with a Calvinist. My name is Keith Foskey and I am a Calvinist. Today is December 16th, 2020, and we are now less than 10 days from Christmas. Do you hear that sound? That is the sound of a collective gasp of all of us going, how in the world has this come so quickly? How is Christmas here already? And uh, I know I'm not ready. I know I'm not ready to celebrate Christmas just yet. Uh, I've been going through a lot. Uh, Our family has just uh, moved to a new home. We are now living in a small city right outside of Jacksonville, Florida, which is uh, where our church is. Sovereign Grace Family Church is located on the north side of Jacksonville. And we're now living in a small town just north of the north side of Jacksonville, uh, a little town called Callahan. This is where I grew up. This is where I um, am looking forward to raising the remainder of my children. And uh, I do want to publicly thank the ones who sold us our house. I know that Richard that uh, listens to the program and Richard and Crystal uh, were very gracious to us in selling us this wonderful home and this land that we now have. And we're excited to begin our new journey. But it has been a long few days and certainly doing it right here at Christmas time has been uh, a lot of work and um, put us a little bit behind when it comes to our celebration of the season. We haven't even gotten our tree up yet, but Lord willing, we will have our tree up in just a couple of days. Now, uh, what I want to talk about today on the program, I've, I've been continuing with this Christmas theme. And one of the things I want to talk about today is the subject of mythology around Christmas. And I'm, now I'm not talking about things like Santa Claus or, or anything like that, because I addressed Santa on a, on a previous episode. What I want to talk about today is the subject of people who argue that the story of Jesus, in particular, the, the virgin birth uh, of Jesus, is not authentic to Christianity. Some people believe that the virgin birth is a pagan myth that was taken by the Christians and applied to Jesus, and therefore it is inauthentic, it is not biblical. And I was reminded as I was going to Lowe's, uh, I've been going back and forth to Lowe's for the last few days as we've been preparing our home, uh, we are, we are our previous home rather, that we are um, no longer living in. We had to get it prepared for uh, for renting it out, which we're going to be doing. And so I've been going and buying paint and doing things at Lowe's. And as I was going through the the checkout at Lowe's, I, I looked down and I I saw a magazine on the magazine rack. And if I remember correctly, it said, uh, searching for the historic Jesus. And I, I was reminded that every year around the Christmas season and every year around the time of the resurrection, around Easter season, there are documentaries on the History Channel, there are videos that pop up on the internet, and there are magazines that hit the magazine rack claiming that what Christians believe about Jesus can't possibly be the actual true story about Jesus. There has to be some 
myths involved. There have to be some extra things that have been added to the story or some, some things that have to be sort of uh, explained from a different perspective or simply untrue things that have been said about Jesus. And the idea is not only are these things about Jesus untrue, but they are inauthentic to Christianity. They, they come from other religions and they've been stolen from other religions. And uh, maybe you've heard of these things. Maybe you've uh, been exposed to these things. Maybe you have unbelieving family and friends who have said to you, hey, Jesus is just a repackaging of Mithra, or Jesus is just another expression of the, uh, the god Attis. Uh, or the, 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 these are ways that People who do not believe try to justify their unbelief by saying Jesus is nothing different than these other these other pagan gods of the um, mythologies of the ancient world. And if you don't believe in those mythological gods, why would you believe in Jesus? His story isn't any different or any more authentic than theirs. And there is a Greek word for that. And it is baloney. The Greek word for all of that is absolute baloney because none of it's true, none of it's accurate. And to argue that the, that the narrative of the Lord Jesus Christ is in any way, shape, or form to be compared to the narrative of Mithra or Attis or anyone else is absolute hogwash. And I'm going to share some things about this uh, just to clarify, but before I do that, I want to I want to plug another show. Uh, and some of you have heard about this show. Some of you have seen the videos, but there is a YouTube channel called Lutheran Satire. And if you go to YouTube and you look up Lutheran Satire, I'm going to do it right now, just so I can tell you what you'll see. Um, if you look up Lutheran Satire you will see uh, their latest video that says Hallelujah is not a Christmas song. I'm actually going to be referencing that video in a later podcast because we're going to be talking about Christmas music with uh, the Caffeinated Calvinist Roundtable. Hopefully later this week we'll get those recordings done and have those available to you next week. But if you look up Lutheran Satire and you begin going down the list of videos, you'll see one that says Horace Ruins Christmas. And Horace Ruins Christmas is probably the, it's the best video on, on the internet in regard to this silly argument that Jesus is a repackaging of ancient mythologies. And so I don't know the people who, I think it's a, a Lutheran pastor who puts together Lutheran satire, but it's, it's a very good, um, it's, it's a very good site to go, and, and, and the stuff is great. It's, it's funny, and it's packaged in a funny way, but it's serious topics packaged in a funny way. And, and Connell and Donald, the, 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 the two Irish chaps who have discussions with St. Patrick and others, their, their conversations are hilarious. So, again, I don't know this person uh, who does this. Uh, but I do encourage you to go, if you have a moment, go and listen or, or go and watch the video, Horace Ruins Christmas at Lutheran Satire. And that and that goes along with what I'm saying today. But I know not everybody's going to do that. So let me just give you a quick rundown. Is 
Is Jesus simply a repackaging of Mithra? And the argument usually goes, well, Mithra was born of a virgin. Mithra died and was uh, risen from the dead. And so Jesus is just a repackaging of the Mithra story. And, and first of all, let's consider the argument right away. The argument is this, that Mithra was born of a virgin. Mithra died and Mithra, Mithra rose from the dead. Therefore, when Jesus is said to have been born of a virgin, when Jesus is said to have died and be risen from the dead, this is not authentic to Jesus. This is just a repackaging of the story of Mithra. But the problem is none of this is true about um, Mithra or the beliefs that those who held to Mithraism actually believed. Uh, the belief of Mithraism taught that the god Mithra was not born of a woman at all. He was rather birthed out of a rock. And that's hardly a parallel to Christianity, uh, hardly a parallel to the virgin birth. Furthermore, and I want to I read something quickly, Edwin Yamayuchi, a scholar who specializes in the mysterious religions of the ancient world and one of the foremost authorities on Mithraism, okay, so this guy will know what he's talking about. He said this, quote, we don't know anything about the death of Mithras. We have a lot of monuments, but almost no textual evidence because this was a secret religion. But I know of no references to a supposed death and resurrection. End quote. All right. So we have Yamauchi here who has said there is um, there's no version or, or no no example of his death and certainly no example of his resurrection. No references to this. And as we said earlier, there's the virgin birth of Mithra was him being birthed out of a rock. Not exactly the same thing as a true virgin birth as is described about Jesus in the scriptures. And uh, so the, the point of, I'm, I'm making is to say that Jesus is repacking a packaging of Mithra is doesn't make sense. There is no connection between the two. In fact, Yamauchi goes on to say this. He says, quote, there's no evidence that Mithraism influenced first century Christianity. Far from assimilating Mithraism, the church fathers from Justin Martyr to Tertullian denounced Mithraism as a satanic imitation. Some scholars have suggested Christianity may have consciously or unconsciously borrowed minor practices much later, which could be true, but this has no impact on Christianity's foundational beliefs. That's the key. The foundational beliefs of the virgin birth, the foundational beliefs of the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ has nothing to do with Mithraism, has nothing to do with a connection uh, at all to this false religious system. And someone will say, well, there's another. There's, there's Addis. Addis was born of a virgin. Addis rose from the dead. But the thing is, that's, again, it's not correct. Addis was a young man in love with... Um, uh, the the great mother goddess and Addis was unfaithful. So the mother goddess drove him mad and he castrated himself and died. And that's why the priests uh, are eunuchs in that religion. And uh, the belief in a resurrection of Addis cannot be translated uh, or excuse me, cannot be traced until around the year 150, which means it could not have had any influence on Christian belief about the resurrection because it came 150 years after Christ. And so 
the the idea that the these stories have created the Jesus narrative are simply false. As I said, they're hogwash. It is there. There is there's no good reason to believe them. Even if you hear Bible teachers talk about these things, I remember a few years ago Rob Bell posted a video where he was basically saying that that you know Jesus is is really no different than Mithra or Attis, and that he his story is basically mythology. And and one of the things he said, if I remember correctly, in the video was all religions have dying and rising gods. So why why is Christianity any different? And again, this is a guy who claims to be a Christian pastor. So my point is to simply say today that Jesus and the narrative of Jesus, particularly regarding his virgin birth, which we celebrate at Christmas, and his death, burial, and resurrection, which we celebrate uh, at Easter time, these things, these foundational truths about Jesus are not repackaging of myths and uh the false gods of the ancient world, but they are the true account of the God who loved this world so much that he sent his son so that whosoever believes in him will not perish, but will have everlasting life. That is the truth. And to compare Jesus with the other mythological false gods is there is no there is no comparison between the two, and it's an ungodly thing to even attempt to do so. And so as I begin to wrap up the video, I just want to make this very important uh, statement. When we think about Jesus, we are not thinking about a myth. We are not thinking about a story, even though his life is often called the, the greatest story ever told. We're, 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 we're talking about a person the God-man, Jesus Christ, who came in this world, born of a virgin, lived a sinless life, died a substitutionary death, and he, in three days later, he rose again, demonstrating that he had victory over death, hell, and the grave, and he offers and provides salvation to all who believe in him. And this is not a myth but this is a truth worth living for. And for many, it was a truth worth dying for. Think about in the first century. Many men and women went to their deaths because they saw Jesus alive and they continued to proclaim that resurrection even in the face of great personal tragedy and even the threat of death because they knew it was the truth. They knew they weren't following Mithra. They knew they weren't following Horus. They knew they weren't following Attis. They knew they weren't following any false god, but that they were they were dying for their faith in the one true and living God who sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, that he might redeem us who are under the law and give us the adoption as sons. And so that's the reminder for today. Jesus is not a myth and not to be compared thereto. Thank you for listening today to Coffee with a Calvinist. My name is Keith Foskey, and I've been your Calvinist. May God bless you. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Coffee with a Calvinist. 
If you enjoyed the program, please take a moment to subscribe and provide us feedback. We love to receive your comments and questions and may even engage with them in a future episode. As you go about your day, remember this. Jesus Christ came to save sinners. All who come to Him in repentance and faith will find Him to be a perfect Savior. He is the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through Him. May God be with you.